I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. outside I can't even tell you really in London I don't know that it could be ugly there in my head in my brain it's like damp like you go outside and it's not raining but you feel wet you know so it's like kind of like the way we have the humidity but we have the heat that goes along with it yeah I guess exactly, right exactly exactly but it's cold <laughs> and it's so cold I feel like all I do is hit the button on the heater, like just because <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with it. It's like so bad. But it's got to be better than when it's hot in the summer, right? Oh it's my God. It's got to be I would, any yeah, A million times over, I would rather be cold than hot without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we have a pretty big show. <laughs> we wow. have Scott Lowell, who played Ted Schmidt on Queer as Folk. And we yeah, have a yeah. surprise for him that he doesn't know about. So we're going to yeah. keep that under wraps and we're going to let Scott in and just act like everything's normal. Ah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I got my Harry Styles name. <laughs> there he is. Hello, hello. Hi, Scott. Hi. Oh, good to see you. Good to see you all oh, as well. Oh, you look amazing. <laughs> so good. It's the New York air, isn't it? That's right. It's very fresh and clean. Good for the pores. <laughs> are you getting pummeled? Are you getting, are you getting snow? Are you getting pummeled? No, it, you know, it, it happens so often here. They, you know, predict it's going to be snowmageddon. Yeah. And yeah. it was a light dusting. I think it's mostly all gone already. That's so funny. That's where oh. my family is. My family's up in Buffalo. They're getting pummeled. Oh, oh I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. I have to go to Boston tomorrow, and I'm, I'm oh. not looking forward to that either. I'm sure they yeah, got. I saw that. Even. They're getting. They're getting some too. I don't even California. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so, I saw that. That's nuts, right? Yeah. So, Scott, welcome. First of all, welcome to the Rainbow Remix, and Thank you. JD over there, and I'm I'm. <laughs> And um, I just, I want to thank you first off for, for doing this. Like you were so receptive and it was so, so yeah. quick. So I was like, oh, oh my God, pleasure. he said yes. He said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is so cool. And we just both just watched the trailer um, yeah. for Adoptable on YouTube. And I got to tell you, man, the, tr the trailer alone is so funny. And oh, it's yep. that, that, that awkward, painful, funny, you know, like that <laughs> right up my alley man I that's love, what i, I like yeah yeah oh good i'm glad that's i'm glad you're into that too some people like it it gets too cringy for them and uh and, and they can't deal with it but that's that's the kind <laughs> of oh, your responses to things i think are like that's the relatable part like anybody would right. have responses you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um <laughs> tell I us like I, 
Go ahead, Jack. I'm just going to say when you went through that whole story about the whole experience about being adopted and then and then uh, the guy responds, I think she just wanted to know about the wedding plans. And it was like, yes. Scott, <laughs> I just... Did you, did you wear all the hats on this? Uh, not all of them, but more than I wanted to. <laughs> I don't like to wear hats often at all, and I ended up wearing a lot more than I wanted to. Yeah, I, I wrote it. It started off, uh, boy, back in, I want to say, I think it was 2008, actually. So it's been a very long gestation period, but I, you know, I searched for my birth parents back in the late 90s. I found them or they were found just after I moved to LA in 98. So I met them more like in 99. And, and I would tell the story and, and a lot of what's in adoptable is based on what actually happened. I actually had an intermediary that her name was, I, I won't say her actual name. Her name is close to uh, Mary Elizabeth, which is the character that Sharon plays. And she was exactly like that. She sounded like she was out of Fargo. She <laughs> just chatted. Like I would call her and she would just get me all little, little, and tell me all about her family. And, and, you know, did, you know, told me really inappropriate things at times that were very inappropriate for me to know. And uh, so there were all these really awkward, uncomfortable kind of things. And so I used to tell the story to friends of mine who I felt comfortable sharing it with. And a friend of mine who worked for an organization in LA called, I think it was Sparks Off Rose. It was like the Moth Story Hour if you know what that is, yeah, where yeah, okay. people write their personal stories and they come and tell them. And yeah. she was on me for years to write something and come and, and present this, you know, in front of an audience. And I just didn't feel comfortable sharing it with the world yet. <laughs> my friends at the time. But so I, I wrote it in 2008, like a 1500 word version of my, my story of my search. And it just went over like gangbusters. And then I got invited to other storytelling hours and then another story. And it just started to gain momentum. And everybody would ask every time, like, are you, this is a book. This is a movie. you got to do something mm -hmm. with this. And I sat on it for years. And back in 2012, finally, web series were just starting to become a thing. And I, I noticed for the first time the New York Times was reviewing them. And I thought, oh, maybe these... Are actually here and I started watching some of them and I decided you know this is a format that I can control you know perhaps I can film it or create it right. with a low enough budget that I could remain in control of it yeah. rather than hand yeah. it off to somebody else and you know have them put Paul Rudd in my part or something <laughs> <laughs> but, you know so uh so that's where I started focusing in on this and the short form nature of it as well too I I I looked forward and I saw, you know, people were starting to use these phone things more and more. And I thought, oh, yeah, maybe these short form episode things might actually be good for people that they don't have to sit through a whole half hour or a whole hour or, or whatever. And uh, yeah, and so I just started thinking of creating it in this form. So I finally finished writing it in about 2014 or so. And we shot it 2015 into 2016. I crowdsourced the money, crowdfunded the money for it. I remember uh, that. I feel like I've been on this journey. I think yeah. you have. Well, Sharon, Sharon helped a lot. I have to let the cat out of the room now. She's, of course, they come in I'm and then they went out. I know. My <laughs> wife just went and took mine because he was meowing in the hallway. I'll get him, I'll get him. 
Um, but yeah, so we, you know, I, I had a lot of wonderful support from people, uh, you know, Rosie O'Donnell even gave us some money, which was very nice. She came through with some money in the end for us. So uh, it was, it was just a great experience and it was fun to be able to write as I was creating it to get certain actors who either I knew really well that Again, I wanted no, to why? And Gail, yeah. Gail Harold's in it. Gail came I, into I it. I love the character that Noah Wiley's playing. I mean, he's yes. just like, wow, that was genius. He's casting. great. He yeah. really, it was really a lot of fun. And he's somebody, I'll, I'll be honest, when I originally started writing it, I had worked a couple of times with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. And so originally I wrote the character for Jerry O'Connell to play. You see that. Yeah. And he loved it. And he loved it. And it was a similar kind of thing where it was a really dark version of Jerry because Jerry is very charming. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to tweak that image a little bit. And he really loved it. But his scheduling was so tough that I we kind of finally had to say, I, I'm never going to shoot this thing if I keep waiting for him. Yeah. And yeah. I ran, I met Noah a couple of times, but I ran into him at a theater event in Los Angeles and was talking with him and was reminded how funny he is. And I don't think a lot of people know how that he's no, funny. No, I was going to say, the stuff. Yeah, the library yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I rewrote it for him. And, uh, and fortunately, he liked what I came up with. Right. And he, you know, I will say, we, we ended up having to shoot in two bunches. We shot a, a lot of it in, uh, like say, I think it was, October into November of 2015, and then Noah was busy. So I had to wait to shoot all his scenes until January of 2016. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'd already worked on a bunch. And he came in, and I think the first, his first day of shooting was a, a scene where we were in the makeup trailer and he came in and and I didn't know what to expect. And just from the first moment, he just embraced that. If, yeah, you could oh, see I can it. Say. I, don't, I don't know how, how PG-13 your podcast is, but he just embraced <laughs> all. what a jerk this version of him was. And he, yeah. I think he just loved getting to be bad because he just doesn't get to be bad in that way. And yeah, he's, like, he's it must be a dream to be an asshole on film. Yes. Like right? that's a beautiful thing, like to be an asshole. And yeah. everyone knows you knows you're not, you know, and it's like this is acting. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. When your when your brand is is one thing to get to play against that. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he just he just ran with it and added so many things. Like he was one, I mean, I had a hard time keeping straight face with a lot of I would people. Imagine. But he was especially hard because things he would come up with. That were so funny and so brilliant, but uh, yeah. yeah, I got very lucky with the cast and Sharon. Sharon, and Gail. oh my God, it's so fun to see her in a funny role. You know, yeah, like, see she, her in a funny role. It's like it's so cool. far past what she normally does. I concur, and she, you know, I I tweaked the character quite a bit because you know we used to play poker a lot back <laughs> when we were doing Queer as Folk, and even in the years since. Uh, and she would come and, and Sharon used to like to have a, a beverage or, or two or three at the games and you would just wait till the evening got further on and she got a little drunker and we could always tell her, and she used to, I don't know if you remember, she used to have those big, like big glasses, glasses that look yeah. like an owl. Yeah. yeah. And when they would start to tilt a little bit, we knew, okay, <laughs> now we can go in for the kill and get some of that network TV money off of her. And <laughs> <laughs> She's a, oh, yeah, but so I added all the owl stuff because of those glasses of hers. I made the character uh, obsessed with owls just so she could wear those glasses for me. Uh, 
And then she on her own, bless her, and, and everyone did this. It was really, it was so touching to me. I, I had a hard time not getting weepy constantly on set because I didn't pay, I'll tell people, I didn't pay these people anything. Like we did this on a SAG modified budget and payment was deferred because I didn't have enough money to afford right, I mean, right. Emmy winning mm-hmm. talent on my my little my little skit. That's crazy. But, <laughs> yeah. So they were, everybody's working for free. And, but she went out on her own. She bought her own costumes and she Aww. brought in her own hair person. If you, if you look at her, her hairdo is like those, those little horns that owls have. Yes. She had that, she had her hair person. She said like, make me look like an owl. She like just went bananas with it because it was full such a owl. fun character for her. <laughs> she went full owl, man. Full owl. Know, she's, she's fun like that. Like when I got yes. to work with her, I was really nervous, like really scared. Like she had done my podcast like two or three times. And then I came to see, uh, came Round to do an interview with her in London while she was doing Round Heeled Woman because I had just moved here. And, um, and I knew Debbie Moss, her, you know, the one that was yes. her actual PA. So uh, Debbie like just phoned me up out of the blue and said, oh my God, I got to go back to, uh, to California. We got a family emergency. Can you step in and just help Sharon out? And I was like, oh my God, like do what? He was like, just, I'll tell you when you get here, just get here. And I was like, oh, I'm thrown into it. And I was a nervous wreck. I was so afraid to like let her down. And Deb's like, mm-hmm. you just gotta anticipate everything. And I'm like, it, I don't anticipate what? I don't even know. <laughs> but she, she made it so fun. You know, yeah. like obviously she knew I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. And she uh-huh. just kind of went with it. Like, <laughs> these are the times we're going to smoke. These are the times where I need you to keep me away. I need you to call me a car. I need you to make a dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah, just easy stuff. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was an absolute joy. Like it was, it was so fun. It was like getting to hang out with like your TV idol, you know, like yeah and she doesn't make you feel like that though she always no not even not at all like great stories great advice and you know like I said just super super like I at one point Don French and Jennifer Saunders came to the play wow and I had watched Vicar at Dibley I'd watch Ab Fab but when I saw them it didn't register who they were out of character Uh I guess and then they came in the dressing room and we were, and they were all chatting away and everything. And it hit me like in that moment that it was Don French and Jennifer Saunders. And I just went, Oh my God. <laughs> so as they go to dinner, you know, Sharon turns around and she was like, come on, aren't you coming? And I was like, no, no, you guys go <laughs> like an idiot. Right. right. And they, they left and I called my wife and I was like, I just, I just turned down dinner with Don French, Jennifer Saunders, and Sharon Glass. My wife goes, if we weren't married, I'd punch you in the face. When you <laughs> were you worried? So you just, I, were you worried? Go, go ahead, JD. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that's something I would do. That's so something I would do. Like, just no, not no, you guys know. <laughs> were, were you worried? You just, were, were, would you be worried? You just wouldn't be able to deal with it, that you would say something stupid in front of them? What, I what just, were you like, I them? hadn't. I wasn't expecting it. And I think it was just like my immediate response, you know, like, oh, I'm, oh no, you guys go, <laughs> you're, you're big. <laughs> I'm, 
no, no, I, I called you in the car. You go. I'm right. Good. Like it just, yeah, I don't even know. I just clammed up like instantly. Like, what an idiot. I'll never have that opportunity again. Right? Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah, you do have to you do have to grab those, but I I, I get it. I understand. And it's can be, yeah, it's intimidating in some ways because there's an odd blend of because I've had that for lots of times. Back, you know, I was in Chicago for a decade when I started off my career, and it was 87 through 98. It was the, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan years and things oh, like yeah. that. And I was obsessed with the Chicago Bulls. And I watched <laughs> every single game or I listened to it on the radio. Yeah. I spent therapy sessions talking about the Bulls versus the Knicks and what they represent, good versus evil. Like I mean, They were just, I was obsessed. And shortly before I left Chicago to come to LA, I did a commercial with Michael Jordan. And I found myself, and he's, you know, when you get Michael Jordan for a commercial, they have, there's a guy, I call him Fakel, fake Michael. And Fakel <laughs> looks like his face doesn't exactly look like Michael, but his body, his head shape, everything about him is looks exactly like Michael. So they have fake Michael do all his blocking, like almost everything. And Michael just kind of comes in, he watches the last, rehearsal and then he just steps in and he does it because you only have him for like an hour two hours yeah. at most and he's gone <laughs> so um so but when he finally stepped into the seed with me it was this weird feeling that like I knew him. I just started talking to him like I knew him and I was such an idiot around him he was he was very kind <laughs> for him he just started making fun of me which was which was very nice but it was this dopey like I look back I'm like what a dope what was I doing oh, <laughs> training <yeah>. Michael Jordan <laughs> like I was he was like, some dopey friend of mine. Yeah, like I hadn't been like that for the whole week, you know, with Sharon. But yeah. then yeah. Don and Jennifer walk in and I just like, I just- It seems too oh, much. Oh, I, yeah, it was too much. Exactly. It was, it was too much star power and too small a space. You know, I was like, <laughs> nope, can't do this. But uh, yeah, she, I mean, honestly, she's, she's uh, incredible. She's, she's so fun. Yeah, I mean, how lucky though to have spent all, the, all that- time with everybody I think I was wondering Scott I used to work at um, a radio station in Miami and I remember the whole cast of Queer's Folk coming in I think it was for the season premiere of the maybe the last season and mm -hmm. sitting with Marky G and talking and um, and I met everybody like super quick but I ended up spending a little bit more time with Michelle and Sharon, because they were the smokers. So I got to take I them see, yes. to the smoking area <laughs> and hang out. And you know, that's the thing about that cast is it like, I'm still friends with Michelle today. Mm -hmm. She's been yeah. in contact, you know, like when we were, when we were hanging out and, and Sharon, like that was how I ended up getting her for the podcast. So it just seems like those friendships are so lasting. Like I, you know, like, of course we all, fought. JD's watching it again. She's watching. The oh whole God. I, I watch it like again. it's happening now. Like I did it. You're my friends inside the TV. That's yes. what I say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my friends. That's where we live, JD. <laughs> We've gotten skinnier and skinnier over the years as the TVs have gotten skinnier. But yes, we live inside your TV. That's a good we thing. We hang out there. It used to be bigger, yes. right? The camera adds 10 pounds. Yes. You don't, now you're on a cell phone. <laughs> you you right. still have, live on that main street downtown with all the bars. and, and uh, Exactly you know, right. We're right. still on Liberty Avenue. <laughs> Liberty Avenue. hanging out. Still go to the diner. That's right. I just That's did a project right. with, um, with Taya. I did a um, cartoon project. With her, I did like oh, a voiceover thing, and her character, uh, 
look the cartoon of her looked just like her it was amazing looked like her yeah, yeah. and I played yeah. like an eastern European heavy set building manager <laughs> so <laughs> like me but hers was like a queen but it was really cute that's funny so it was fun well too. that that seems fitting because we used to say Taya is somebody like you you could not take a bad Polaroid of like any angle of a camera like she, yeah, she is a stunningly beautiful woman uh, however you film her so it, it seems appropriate that yeah a cartoon version of her would be gorgeous as well it's amazing. <laughs> it amazing it's so, very yeah, effortless it was, uh, yeah that was that was pretty fun I, yeah it's yeah, just, we, I, the connection is so um um deep with everybody it seems we were yeah it was a very unique i mean i know there's lots of casts and you see you know i just finished watching the sag awards and you see these casts and you know every, but there was something very uh, extra special unique about our situation that first of all you know so many of us it was our first series other than sharon and i mean how sparks had done talk soup but he hadn't done yeah he hadn't done something yeah he hadn't really done something with a cast so we were all pretty new well the majority of us were all theater people too we all came mm -hmm. from theater backgrounds and then we got shipped off to Toronto and so we were away from kind of our homes Everybody we were away from our friends from our families and we were in this little bubble up there and we were asked to do things no other television cast had been asked to do <laughs> before yeah. for an extended period of time. I mean, right. there's always been, yes, exactly. I mean, there's, you know, doing a nude scene or having, you know, a sex scene or something, you know, in a film, that's one thing, but to do it for five years in a row, you know, <laughs> you know, I, mean, did, I know 130 something episodes, I can't remember what it is, you know, it's a lot of intimate. We got to know each other very well. And I'm just gonna say that, yeah, it's and, intimate. And when that script shows other. up, and you're like, "Oh man, I gotta suck a dick again." Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. And for me too, because poor Ted, every week it was like, "What new hu humiliation is he going to see?" So it's. I know, you know but it was very much like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, but he was every so script. lovable. But I that that really Ted. I can relate to Ted. <laughs> yes, I think I a lot of Ted. people can. I yeah. I could as well, JD. When I read the first scripts, I was like, all right. <laughs> Sadly, I, I understand this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. He was, you, you know, he was like everybody's favorite little sad sack, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's the beauty of it. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all very universal types in their way, except Brian. I mean, I think there are some guys out there that like to say, oh, I'm Brian. You're not Brian. No. But, uh, <laughs> same thing with the girls, though. It's a, yeah. Brian right. is the Shane of the L word. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Brian is the Shane of the L word. So we have true. You know, lesbians that are just like that. Right. <laughs> yes, right. yes. Yep. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But um, I think because it was so groundbreaking, too, and you mm. guys were all in it when that, burst you know when it burst yeah. right scene so you were all going going through that together at the same time and you know there's there's got to be some little link there absolutely yeah I mean there is you know no other group of people knows what it's like to go through what we went through than we do. <laughs> right. you know so That's we have true. we have that experience and you know when you talk about the story of down in Miami and you meet Michelle and she, like wherever we would go I think we were all continuously touched impressed 
and amazed by how much the show meant to people. Yeah. And so yeah. it really made us want to connect with people. It was hard to not, you know, when someone comes up to you and says, you know, this show saved me or it changed my life or, yeah. you know, what you gave me the courage to come out, whatever it was, or you gave me community, it's hard to go like, yeah, 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 I got to get in my limo, see you later. Uh, you know, right? you, you want to, you, you know, you really want to talk and connect to people and, and share and you know, speak for her a little bit. I know that playing that character, especially, you know, I don't know that she, I don't think she was involved with PFLAG before. I mean, I know she always, especially right. because Cagney and Lacey had a, a deep connection with the LGBTQ mm -hmm. community, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but her role of, of playing Debbie and playing that mom, she took that mantle on in everyday life too. You know, yeah. she wanted to I be every- Every night, I saw it every night. Every kid's night. mom, yeah, yeah. And she took that responsibility seriously. And we, I think we all did because the show, especially again, look, this is 20 something years ago. This is back in 2000, you know, coming out of Clinton and going into Bush and things yeah. were not great, you know? And, yeah. and we, it, I know- for me, I mean, it gave me a political platform. My sister is gay, and so it, it's something that's been important to me, but it really became, you know, being an ally has, you know, become my life's calling in some ways because of the show. And right. because wow. it, gave me that, it gave me that platform to speak out about, about these things. Yeah, and, and you guys were um, everywhere at, at like yeah. New York City Pride, San Francisco Pride, you know, like you were out there in the thick of it, you know, with, with your people, with the, with the people. Well, and because there was nothing else at the time too. I mean, this yeah. was, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, there was, there was no, there was no other show speaking to the issues that we were. Exactly. And so we, we felt a great sense of responsibility to not only on camera, get things right. And this goes to uh, Dan Littman and Ron Cowan, who yes. created the show and wrote it you know, they did as well. We would, you know, we would all, I mean, the collaboration on that show, as far as us all coming together, wanting to get it right, realizing the importance of the show while still having a whole lot of fun. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. you know, at core, a, a fun soap opera in a lot of ways, but we also knew the things we were talking about were not being talked about yet and needed to be addressed for, for the gay community as well as the, right. the country as a whole. And so we I felt that responsibility. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I was one of those people that you guys helped because I was not out yet when that show was on. And I was playing Pride Fests with my band and I was still in the closet. I was still married to a mm. man. And I'd be sitting there watching the show with mm. him and, you know, it absolutely was a great catalyst to being okay to come out. So I was one of those people that you helped. So thank you. That's great to hear. No, thank you for saying that. And, and congratulations. <laughs> you know. we, used to, we used to have JD on, on my other podcast and we would, we would tell her, look, when the time is right and you're going to make an announcement about anything, you do it here. That's right. <laughs> and I did. You did. I know. We chased her down to her house after. <laughs> That's amazing. Recording. Yeah. Were I there people to my place? Were there people in your life who learned of it from the podcast who you hadn't told yet in in Did the real you? in real life, JD? Uh, uh 
from this podcast. Um, they, I, I came out Mary. like I thought I came out when I came out. I don't know what, <laughs> what is it now? About six years, five, six years only, really out, out. But everyone else knew. That's what the funny thing is. We talked about that. Like you think people don't know. They right. were just waiting for me to say it, you know. So because right. I've been divorced 12, 13 years. So in three years before that, separated. So it was like everyone knew. They knew I had girlfriends that were my friends, you know. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you think mm. people don't know and they know and they're not really as surprised, right? Right. Well, you right. weren't really, Denise, because you were waiting for me to, to say it on the show. I was waiting for you, yep. I was <laughs> <laughs> She wanted the exclusive. I wanted the scoop, yeah. man. I gave yeah. the scoop. But gave we were friends for so long. We, I mean, we we always went to go, you know, me and my other co-host, we would go see uh, JD play all the time. And we would host at Pride and we would introduce her, still not knowing if she was or wasn't. You know, <laughs> and she was at Pride Fest. So we just kind of went on the assumption that- about, Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, she was going. When she was ready, yeah. When she was, I was ready, I would try, yeah, and try to entice her, like have a couple of drinks. <laughs> right. And then when no one's shocked when you finally make the announcement, it's a little lackluster. But it was, uh, it was fine. There were a few people that were less yeah. people that were shocked than people that were not shocked. But, but that's yeah. probably a good thing. Like I think I, I was the same way. I, re- I was married to a, a man too, and when I came out, my ex mother in law said, I kind of thought so because uh, you were always wearing my son's clothes. <laughs> I did wear his Pittsburgh Steelers jersey a lot. So, That's yeah. a giveaway. Yeah, not a, not a huge... Um, not a huge amount of surprise, but surprise there. <laughs> you do it. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> that seems to be the case. My yeah, my sister was in a relationship like that with uh, with a woman who was married for a long, long time, and they lived this double life when they, you know, were in the city they were in. They were just best girlfriends, and mm-hmm. they would go on trips together and things like that. <laughs> and when they were out of town, they had rings. They had like they were full on couple. Like everyone out of town knew them as this couple, but back uh, in the city where oh, they lived. Uh, because she had kids and she wasn't ready to come out. And yeah, I think when eventually she did, it was like, everyone was like, well, why did you wait? <laughs> did, you, did you always know? Did uh, you for always- my sister? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Well, she came, she came out to us when she was in college. And hold on one second, Scott. Sure. There's, I just, there's someone popping on here really quick. Okay. Okay. Let's see how this. Oh! Daddy, look who we made come see. I love my dame. Surprise! I love my dame. I love my squire. How are you? I I was supposed to surprise you, but you surprised me. Yeah. How? How did that work? Did you, you just were coming on, someone's going to be here you didn't know? No. I knew it was going to be you, but I thought I was going to be sitting here waiting. And then they'd say, and now here comes your surprise. And instead I'm sitting here and you say, hello, my dame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still surprised. Hi, Hi, honey. How are you? 
I'm good. Uh, it's so good to see you. This is my co-host, JD. She's in Florida. Hi, and, uh, Hi JD. So I'm in Florida, too. She's, yeah, oh, she's in Florida. You know what? I just saw you at the Barry Manilow concert. I was in the audience when they announced you were there. Oh, wasn't it sweet of him? That was so nice. That was so cool. I know. He's yeah. a good friend. He's a wonderful artist. Oh, he's amazing. But enough about me. How about Scott Lowell? How about Scott Lowell with his <laughs> adoptable series? We were talking about oh my God. how funny so your good. character is. Your character, the owl hair, the glasses. <laughs> uh, Scotty extra... wrote all of that. Oh, and you made Scottie it work. Wrote all of that. It was, it's such a good idea. It is. It's so funny. I was telling him, we... I watched the, the trailer uh, like, and I send it to everybody because I like cringy, awkward, funny. So <laughs> I send that to people. I'm like, you got to watch this. It's hilarious. I love how uncomfortable he is all the time. <laughs> Ta I know. Talking to you. Oh my God. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. <laughs> and I, I really hope it does so well. And Sharon, my God, right now, I just heard that you got nominated for an Audi. Wow. And that for people that don't know, that's for uh, from Audible. The, uh, for yeah, it's not the season. auto. It's not the car award. <laughs> you don't it's get a free car. Audi. Yeah, I don't get a free car. <laughs> Damn. Um, that's right. Uh, it's a, it's a for, uh, I forget how it's called, the best reader, the, the best uh uh, you know, narration audio book by the uh, by the author. author, right? Which, even though I read read the hard copy, you know, book, I had to go. I had to go do the the audible because that just brings it all home. You know, yeah, like it was. It, it, I was so surprised, and I'm really with some heavy hitters. <laughs> really heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. But it's really nice. I know it sounds corny, but it's so nice to be nominated. But <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's an arena that I'm, I've am i never ventured into before. Right, and right. Um, the, I mean, the book took me seven years to write. The, the To record it took me like a month or two weeks. <laughs> two wow. Weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, the book was amazing. I, I it was it was raw and honest and. I, you know, for me, I felt Thank like you. I could, I could hear you, you know, because even some of the stories I remember, you know, you sharing some of the stories and it was just, just, I was, I was so proud. Like, yes, <laughs> you. Proud. Yeah, oh, even, yeah. I mean, but, even but, in, but, but, uh, but we're here to honor Scotty. I, I don't yeah. No, no, I'm, I want to talk about the book too. Cause I think I, to Denise's point, like the book is written so well in your voice, Sharon, that yeah. it, mm -hmm. Thank Even you. as you read it, it's like you hear your voice in our head anyway. So it must have made the recording of it so much easier for you because it's, I mean, it's just it you did. telling these stories. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I would only recommend you learn the name of what it is you're nominated for before <laughs> you accept the award I when you win. I think you're right. I can't I would, remember that's my only note. My, it's my only note. <laughs> I just need to know if there's going to be a ceremony. Is it going to be just an audio thing? No, and I can only bring like one person. And I understand that if I win, I don't get the award. The award goes to the publisher. Oh, What's that about? oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
but that may have just been a filthy rumor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I just got to say real quick, you were just on Station 19? I was. Peter Direct Page, our cohort, Scotty's oh. in my cohort, uh, directed it and produced it. Oh, man. How and was that? Wow. That's a it great was fun. Show. I had a good time. That's a Shonda show, to, man. What did you get to do? That's what I heard. Apparently, she never, no one's ever met her. She doesn't show up, <laughs> at that, you know. But, um, but yeah, it's another one of her hits. I did, I got, you know, because we're so far behind here in the UK. So I ended up having to see well, like- I'm almost show. there. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm coming to the UK. When? I'm for my 80th birthday. Let it be known. Oh, I'm, 20 years? Yeah, that's <laughs> us, Scotty. I love you so much. I'm going to get on the Queen Mary 2. Oh, and I'm going to cross oh. the Atlantic. What and on my 80th great, birthday, great I'm, I'm going to be on the ship when I turn 80. That's amazing. Wow. It was my dream. It's awesome. from a past life. It's some past <laughs> life that's haunting me. But I have to cross the Atlantic on the Queen Mary. Oh my Were there God. any icebergs in this dream you had before? Well, I, Were there you know, I, don't, <laughs> I picked a time of year, Scotty. I picked a time of year where it's a little more favorable. <laughs> Mark, that would be in the back of my mind. I'm not going to lie. That would be in the back of my mind. Yeah. I don't even like flying over it, but, you know, you got to do it. I know. Hey. Wow. So that's, that's, that's so what I'm going to do. And I'm landing in England. Oh, my goodness. Nice. That's so exciting. It's in, 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 uh, in the Hampton, doesn't it? To come in one, like Hampton? Yeah, something like that. It's not London. I yeah. Yeah. And uh, Barney, uh, my husband, I don't want him to go with me because he hates to cruise. Oh. And so my best friend, Dawn, is going to escort oh. me. Oh, and Barney... And Dawn's partner are going to meet us on the other end. And I demand flowers in Barney's arms as I disembark. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's all part of my thing, it. you know. It's all part yeah, of my story. This has got a lot of planning involved. I love this. <laughs> Isn't that good? A lot of ceremony. Like, can I bring you anything from Costco? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. We did that. <laughs> That was fun, wasn't that it? Was fun. <laughs> Didn't I introduce you to Costco? Come on. Yes. No, she actually <laughs> did. And got, Sharon, I'm going to tell you right now, if it weren't for you, we would never have jumbo paper towels in my home. See? I, See? I find she gives and she gives and she gives. Yeah, I find American <laughs> things. I get a chicken every week now. I'm like, yeah, I can't even. It's fantastic. But you, yeah, that was fun. Well, I love, you know, some people, some people talk about like, you know, make your dreams come true. Sharon Glass <laughs> stage manages to make sure her dream literally comes true. Flowers right. at the dock. Orchestra. I know. It. Yeah. A safe yeah. crossing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I want Scotty's series to sell and become a long running series because I think Thank it's fantastic. You. Scott, so we can make I some need more. to ask you this. At the beginning of, I think it's episode one, there's some stuff in there about like, it's, it says something about lawsuits and, and now, is that fake? That's fake. So oh. <laughs> yeah, and Sharon doesn't, oh, and I should tell you this too, Sharon, because Sharon gave me a great note years ago that I wasn't able to implement, but I finally implemented for when we put it on YouTube. Yeah, you know, 
we finished because we finished the show filming it seven years ago now <laughs> I, I don't know if you're aware but like since 2016 a lot of things have gone on in the world a little bit and things have, things have changed so i understand yeah <laughs> <laughs> things have changed quite a bit and i had some concerns that some of the humor in it especially while they were cringy funny back in 2016 now after the me too movement and a number of other things they might okay people like if they thought we filmed it yesterday they'd say that guy wouldn't get away with it. like noah would have been mm -hmm. in jail you know mm -hmm. people wouldn't have gotten away with saying some of the things they did so i wanted to make it clear to people that we made this back in 2016 and because it's a fake documentary i thought i'd start it off with some title cards explaining in a fake way why we had to delay it so i i said you know that you know we this, this documentary was filmed for the TV network which is what cops and bottoms is on uh back in 2016 and a couple of the people in the documentary sued to have it uh per, to prevent from having it be seen by the public and they all these lawsuits and changing the some lawyers and then training was the best yeah. <laughs> so i just wanted people to know that you know we this was from is from 2016 so they could watch it with that mindset but at the end of the first episode we first meet sharon's character on the phone and uh when i'm trying to fax or something and she lets me know very unceremoniously that you know i was my character was almost aborted and um and <laughs> Sharon had said she watches she's like I can't I can't understand what I'm saying I don't know if it's my accent I can't understand so I I added in Sharon now there's subtitles now for your phone call so people will be 100% clear oh that's great what you're oh, saying so they don't know what I'm saying <laughs> I work so hard on that accent exactly it's great but we have some great bloopers that we're going to we'll put up a blooper reel later some very funny bloopers of Sharon when we because again we had no big budget so we couldn't afford to like have Sharon do some recording afterwards we had to actually have her on the phone when we were doing that scene so I would have to dial it and it's all you know shot documentary style with the camera it has to be live and happening so I would dial Sharon and put her on speakerphone and we kept getting her answering machine for some reason. <laughs> Sharon got to turn her you know, phone that's on right oh that's, so that's right and then she finally got on and she stopped herself in the middle of a take because she didn't like her accent. So we have some very funny bloopers of Sharon. Just from <laughs> oh, I live for a uh, bloopers. You're so patient, yeah. Scotty. <laughs> That's a challenge. You are, Annie. Uh, was and what's with the mustache and the beard? You're looking like Barney. I'm trying. Well, that's <laughs> That's what I was going for. I kind of, you know, I've always admired wanted to look like Barney. Barney Rosenzweig, yes. <laughs> He scares me. He scares Did me. He? When he came to town, <laughs> yeah. When he came to town, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I got to come. I don't know how to do this. So yeah, I was, was a nervous wreck when Barney came to town. <laughs> he he so refers the eight hundred pound gorilla. No, honestly, when we when we met prior and we were having a conversation at the Rathbone. I think, and um, and afterward, uh, when we came back into the lobby, Barney was was there, and you introduced me, and we had a, a really good conversation. He is, he's great. See, he's not scary. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I think it was like he's very powerful in in presence, but I mean, yes. he's also very kind, and he loves women. Yeah, we. I mean, he created that. Fabian Lacey. 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Oh man, it was good. One of, the, one of the greatest storytellers. I still, you know, from we we were fortunate to go on a trip to Venice, Italy, through a friend of ours for about ten days. Oh, didn't we have fun? Oh, it was just this remains like one of the greatest vacations I've ever taken. But yeah. I have so many memories of just being at the the dinner table and Barney just regaling us for hours with these stories. He's just yeah, one one of the most remarkable storytellers I know. He, yeah, he's and he, Scotty uh, recorded a lot of that trip. Remember oh, Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is video somewhere in my vaults. Of <laughs> through the plot. So clever when we were on queer as folk each of us had like a day with like a day with with debbie or or or, or a day with scotty a day with sharon and they right. photographed like a little documentary and scotty's was hysterical hysterical <laughs> i can't describe but it was it was it was all lies but it was brilliant <laughs> it was just brilliant I think I could, like, all very, they all did a really good job for Showtime of like, you know, day in the life of Sharon Glass. And here I am waking up and here I am at the makeup trailer and here's me yeah, preparing yeah. for my scenes. And they were all take, being wonderfully, you know, charming, serious actors. And I just couldn't do it. So, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just. Oh, God, you were so myself. funny. What I did with Noah, I played <laughs> myself as this really egotistical idiot <laughs> who pretended he knew all the crew people's names, but he didn't. He got all their names wrong. Names all wrong. He acted like they were his best friend and he had the names all wrong. Oh, I made the crew. Nobody could look me in the eye. Um, so so the makeup crew, and they I remember Stephen Lynch, the makeup artist, wore like sunglasses so that he could get away with looking me in the mirror at least and looking me. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, I just played him as a jerk. That was a lot of fun. He had a good time. It was a Great, great combination of people we had. We were very fortunate. We had a, con- a conversation about how fun it must be to play an asshole. You know, like yeah. just play an <laughs> asshole when you're, <laughs> you're branded as someone who's so nice and you're and you're always in these roles that are like, you know, the audience loves you. But to get to play an asshole has got to be a dream. Scotty's character was was not an asshole. Scotty's character, right. Scotty, personally, is an asshole. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. But Scotty's character was 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 the sweetheart, right? Did you, Sharon, did you 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 played a, a bunch of bad people? Do you enjoy playing the baddies more than the goodies? Yeah. Well, see. Sometimes. I mean, I I sometimes play nice people who have a bad attitude. True. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I loved you on Nip and Tuck. Nip, Nip, Nip Tuck, and Tuck. Yeah. yeah, I loved you. I watched the whole, I ended up binging the entire Nip and Tuck seasons because of the one you were on, the season you were on. Because I loved oh God. that character. And then I, yeah, I just loved that character. The producer said it was the, uh, like, the worst person he'd ever written. Uh, that what an that honor. character i know That's i forget his name he's very famous um brian murphy but yeah that was that was fun i got yeah. nominated for that oh yeah it was yeah. Ryan murphy yeah. wasn't it jeez I just, ryan murphy right yeah. he told me it was the worst person he's ever written <laughs> you played her deliciously thank yeah. you honey yeah but I, I watched this clip from station 19 and you're with sherry Belafani. And Jenny O'Hara, 
and you're trying That's to right. get the firemen to take their shirts off and i'm like this is great <laughs> no fantastic so yeah I, well i didn't write it i just got to play it that's fun though yeah wow you know like to yeah. add a, a a shonda you know a shonda thing to your to your credits is that's that's right fantastic that's right i i didn't even realize when i accepted it that it was uh it was one of hers yeah um but 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 peter is a obviously a very close friend of all of ours yeah oh, and um so when he called and asked me if i'd come and do it i said sure i was very nervous because it was peter really peter page did that yeah. make it because well, i know him. he's my friend you yeah know, did, so. it, uh, did it make it harder once you were there or was it easier well he's my friend so yeah it was um i i it, He's a wonderful director, and I could see in my peripheral. Sometimes I'd watch him in between while I was, even while I was shooting, I could see him, and I could see him laughing <laughs> while I was doing it. So it made me happy. You know? <laughs> yeah, you want to do but that because it's Peter. Obviously, I wanted to please him. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. I, yeah. Saw him. I didn't want him thinking, well, she was good as Debbie, but she sucks as this character. You know? <laughs> Yeah, Debbie, Debbie's so lovable, honestly. And I, we were, we were just oh, saying, yeah. Scott was saying um, how um, people would always come up, you know, and, and thank you guys for, you know, being this groundbreaking show and, and helping them yeah. cope and helping them come out. And I said, you know, every night when you finished A Round Healed Woman and you would go and talk to everybody that was waiting and she would always say to me, if I give you a look, come and get me. Never gave mm -hmm. me a look. Never gave Aww. me a look and would talk to every last person until that lobby was empty, signing. And, and I could see them. They would, you know, they would tell you these, these stories. And it was so emotional. And it was every night after you being on stage for 90 minutes, no break, you know, never, never coming off the stage, you know. But I mean, Denise, I have to tell you, I come from gratitude. Oh. I come from gratitude every time I get to work. And so if the fans show up at the stage door, of course, I give oh. them time, you know, I'm still wound That's up awesome. anyway when I'm working. I know. But I mean, I mean, hugging and listening to their some stories were so heartbreaking, you know, and know. Other ones are just like other ones are so sweet. You know, and it's just, yeah. it was every night was so emotional. It was like first night well, before COVID, play, so we were bored. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I would, it was really I would I would cry at a couple of scenes in the play, and then afterwards I would cry watching these people <laughs> with you. Oh, honey, I would go home twisted every night. <laughs> but oh, uh, wonderful! Was, it was so nice having you there helping me. Oh God, please. I was telling Scott, I was a nervous wreck. I didn't know what I was doing, but you made it so that it didn't matter. And that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's very, I, and I, and I was telling them that Don French and Jennifer Saunders came and I had just learned, you know, I had just moved to England, but I knew who they were. It didn't register while they while you guys were all standing there talking. It didn't register. That was before we moved into the uh, West End. That was at right. um, that was at Riverside. 
Riverside. Yes. And the, the doctor was taking up my contacts because yes. I had to wear contacts and yes. I don't know how to put them in myself. And the doctor <laughs> was taking them out and I didn't recognize. They were standing at the door and I thought, well, that's nice. Okay. Hi. I, they took out the, they, oh, before he took out the contacts. That's right. 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 And, and <laughs> yeah. It was like this whoop. And it, oh I, my God. To see them, I was so nervous. Oh, are you? And then we went me? out to dinner, and I didn't know what to say. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I you know, just, and 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 Scotty it. knows because he's the same. I'll do anything in character. So will Scotty. <laughs> um, but in in person, I'm I'm shy sometimes, you know. And but here I'm thinking that was a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Because when you guys were getting in the car, and I you turn around and said, "Aren't you coming?" And I said, no, you guys go. Go ahead. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> That's right. And I called my wife and I said, Don French and Jennifer Saunders were just here. And I, I said no to dinner. And she was like, if we weren't married, I'd punch you in the face right now. <laughs> like, I wouldn't come in my pajamas. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, it was too much. It, I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't. It was just instinctive to say, no, no, you go. <laughs> I couldn't. But I know. yeah. Just a, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it was it was a super fun time. I really hope that you have a good time when you come on your um, your Queen Mary, and uh, I mean, Me too. A, a lot of places. Awesome. You know, it's it's a. It's I a, haven't been back in many years, but yeah, it's different. Like I have friends that I've worked with there. Billy Patterson, with whom I did um, uh, Misery, and 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 Tom Conti, with oh, yeah. whom I did Chapter Two. Yep. And some of my friends from uh, uh, Round Heeled Woman. Oh, God, what a cast. I, ho I hope I have time to, to I, see I, everybody. Yeah, I still follow Beth accordingly a little bit on Facebook and, and catch up with her. Every oh, night. I love that. And of course, Danny. Maureen Stapleton. Uh, oh, yeah. Maureen Stapleton now is a, uh, she's a dame. She's wow. a real dame, yep. Scotty. A real what? dame. <laughs> yeah, she got knighted. <laughs> Wow. So I call wow. her Dame Mo. Dame Mo. Dame Mo. <laughs> Dame Mo. Yeah. That's great. And not I Maureen have, um, Stapleton. I mean, I'm sorry. Maureen Lippman. Not Maureen oh. Stapleton. Sorry. Maureen Stapleton has left us a long time ago. Thought, yes. Um, She's being yeah. knighted no, up. Maureen Lippman. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Post ominous. <laughs> you never know. Oh, she's know. getting old, Sharon. It's a <laughs> it's a whole different uh, world now. You know, we've got King Charles and uh you know, no. it's yeah. He's is he being knighted in May? Is that correct? His coronation. He's being uh, not knighted. He's being crowned in May. Yeah, the, the big the knighting would be demoting him. So I think yeah. <laughs> knighting. Yes, exactly. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to keep up. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I met him. I met him. I met him, Diana. What? Really? The last oh. night they were wow. ever in public together. The next, the next morning, the prime minister announced their separation. Are you kidding? Because uh, of a picture of it. Was it because of you? I <laughs> well, I have to tell you, he did lean in. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I watched him. You're never supposed to look at them when they're coming down the line, but I, of course, was looking at him the whole time. <laughs> and um, he leaned in and whispered in my ear, I'm a great fan of yours. Oh, wow. 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 I want to write him a, a letter now. 
Yeah. Saying ah. your royal highness. And I am a great fan of yours too. Of yours. <laughs> yeah, right. it's gonna be it's gonna be um like crazy. I I'm yeah. just going, yeah. you know, they keep letting little dribs and drabs out about what's what's going on. But um yeah, I think it's no, I think really it'll be cool. really major. I, I'm glad that he gets a chance before he's too old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. When, long, is, long when is it happening? Is it happening when you're there? Maybe you could go. It's in May. Um, I think yeah. it's right after I get there because my birthday is May 31st and I turn 80 on the ship. Oh. oh. So he'll already have been in power by the time I get there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So wow. maybe he'll be too busy to see me. Well, I'll tell him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm being funny. <laughs> I'll tell him. I'll, I see him. I'll drop him. I'll let him know. Sharon said it. Is he six degrees from you or five degrees from you, no, Denise? Not, everyone's no, five but... degrees from you. <laughs> no. no, but here he is. I went to the Olympics and sat like across from from uh, Prince Harry. And, you did? Uh, yeah, like it was incredible. I haven't read his book. Oh, I have. I have you? Yeah. Yeah. Is it true? I, is it good? Is it? I, I feel like it was, you know, I feel like it was. I feel like... Those boys never got the help that they needed after Diana died, and William right. accepted it and uh, accepted all the, you know, everything that comes with it. And um, and I think Harry wanted the help, you know, and he couldn't get it. And he, uh, you know, maybe he spiraled a little bit, but he just wants accept. You know, you see it. You it, mm -hmm. in the page, like you feel it. Like he just wanted acceptance for him. And his wife, and it's uh, it's heartbreaking, it really is. But it's it's definitely a good mm -hmm. read. I will bring that on the boat. <laughs> hey, yeah. Do you know I'm taking a picture of my grandmother? If you read my book, it's uh, my grandmother's very powerful in it, and I'm taking a picture of her in her furs on the original <laughs> QE on the original Queen Queen. What is it? The 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 QE the original yeah. Queen Mary. Oh, Queen it Mary. is. Wow. Right. That's well, what's layered. the one that during the war? Yeah. That Queen Mary. Well, Queen Mary. Well, there's the right. one that's in dry dock in Long Beach. Which one is that's that? The Queen? Queen Mary, the original, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. This is the two, the QE2. So it's the QE2 you're taking? It's, they call it the Queen Mary 2. Yeah. Oh, Queen Mary 2. But, oh, so is there a picture the one, of the your... one that was in the 40s, the one that was right. built mm -hmm. in the 20s and and, and and people, yeah, the big people uh, were on it in the 40s and it housed all the soldiers during the war. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember, mm -hmm. and so when they brought it in to, to Dry Dock, when they brought it in to retire into Long Beach, Long Beach, really? Okay. Long Beach, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was old enough to remember her contribution and I cried when she was brought in. I thought, really? Mm. Long Beach, after all you've done? <laughs> <laughs> but my grandma picture my grandmother on that ship with her furs and all that oh. those days that's how they dressed oh, with their yeah. alligator bags and yeah and mm -hmm. uh, so i'm taking that picture with me on my in my that's beautiful. beautiful it's beautiful you should reenact that, re that picture on yeah. on the boat you're on <laughs> yeah some oh. black tie night Yes. yes, they have black tie nights and and masquerade nights. So I'm going to take a mask and. Oh my God! This is going to be. I'm going to so do it. I'm going to do it like it was the 40s. Perfect. 
I, I'm going to need Don to take some footage. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is John's computer. I, I saw the, I saw the you name that? and I was like, is she there? Right. Ah. <laughs> She's somewhere. We're in a fat farm. What? Oh. She would say it was a spa. I call it a fat farm. We're in a spa <laughs> together. And, yes. And so she's, you know, a big businesswoman and always having meetings on her computer. So she let me borrow it to say hi to Scotty and surprise Aww, him. That's so sweet. We'll uh, say hi know, to This is so fantastic. I, I'm going to let you guys both go, but yeah. it's, I am so nice thrilled to meet you, JD. To Yes, Say, nice to see you so again, much, guys, for it's being so on the show. Thank you. And I love you, my squire. I love you too, my dame. Uh, thank you so much. This was a great surprise. I was going to call you right after to say, guess who I just talked to? And now I don't have to do that. I've been thinking about you a lot lately, so it's really lovely to see your face. Aww. Thank you, honey. I love you. And thank you, Denise. You what a treat to see you again. You too, honey. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And thank Don oh, for always. Thank you. Yes. Always for that guy. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thank you, Don. Bye. Thank you. Why do you always run back to the love of you once knew? You're addicted to a touch. Like never touching from your dreams. My and I confess my addiction is you. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you.
her touch, that's true, and I 